Good morning and good afternoon to all of our merry Marvelites. Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk right here on Geekscape. As always, I am Christian Blatt. Excited to join each and every one of you to discuss episode four of Secret Invasion. Joined by not just Count Eric Connor, but also the, uh, what, uh, what, what title does Fezzik have? Is he the, the Duke of Connor or is it? I mean, uh, he's our, he's the emperor and we just quake in fear at his mere presence. <laughs> well, I can tell that uh, the emperor does indeed have no clothes, but fortunately, perfectly clothed, the one, the only Michael X Shirley. Hello, sir. Oh, hey, hey. Just me. I thought I was man's best friend. It depends on the man, I suppose. <laughs> also, uh, having uh, our, our filling out our two dog with two G's quotient, uh, dog like Nate himself. Nate Miller. Nate, thank you, sir, for being with us today. This this bright and sultry Southern California morning. We're very excited to be here. And uh, Cammy Egan in the chat says Fezzik is making his debut. Is this? I don't think this is his first time. No, maybe, no, no. We've just, maybe we've just heard him before. It's kind of a Nick Fury thing. Like he showed up a little bit, and now <laughs> in the background, yeah, yeah. yeah now yeah. he's front and center, and uh, get to stay after the credits. Yeah, he gained a little <laughs> he bit. Comes, of he comes in and tries to assemble. Uh, in my head, I'm trying to decide if I want to say Dog Vengers or Bark Vengers, but by putting it that way, I don't have to land on one. And then I don't have to actually commit to either joke. But what we were all committed to uh, is indeed episode four of Secret Invasion. And yes, there is a, a very public photo if for the Marvel Universe uh, screen-wise that we will talk about after this episode. Uh, I'm sure people are excited and want to talk about that. But first, we will talk about episode four of Secret Invasion. Uh, the Disney Plus runtime is listed as 38 minutes. But our friend in the chat, Daniel Drew, points out that that's 33 minutes of content. That's the Disney Plus that I remember. Uh, barely giving you episodes of uh, these shows. And uh, I'll tell you my thoughts on the first half is, if you like people at a table talking about poetry, Secret Invasion is definitely for you. Because you get it not once, but twice. Uh, I, I think that uh, they definitely picked up the pace a bit in the uh, second half. But, uh, Michael, I want to start with your sunny disposition because uh, you spoiled a little bit for us before we started how you felt about the episode. You just loved episode four, didn't you, Michael? I'm like so over this show. I can't wait for it to be <laughs> over. It's oh, so no! boring. These last two weeks episodes feel very short. I mean, I know from what I've heard from you, Christian, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's I just is I need more. They clearly don't have Olivia Coleman money. I mean, I'm sure she'll come back, but yeah, they can't pay her for six episodes. It looks like uh, it's it's uh, she did her four and hit the door. Uh, so uh, is it is it pacing? Do you, do you not care? Tell me what the biggest problems are. I don't care oh, at wait, all. Let me let me amend that. Tell me what your biggest problems are for this series. Your <laughs> biggest problems. That's a separate podcast in and of itself. Well, yeah, uh, it's a mystery series. <laughs> True crime. I, I don't care about any of these characters. I feel like this is something that Nick. Like, like this Nick Fury thing is something that was in the contracts. Like he demanded that he have his own 
show or something and this is what they got ai to put together for him like they made this show on chat gpt let me put it in a different way that uh in his contract for whatever it was that they renewed him for a number of appearances they made him do a show they said yeah yeah you can be in these movies but we're gonna do a show with you whether you want it or not and uh i i think that uh I, i had a few thoughts during this episode nate that there were a lot more times in this episode than any other time I've seen Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, where I felt like, oh, he's Sam Jackson in this scene. He did not feel like Nick Fury uh, a number of times, I thought, uh, in this episode. Uh, Specifically, uh, you know, now knowing uh, what we all knew about Rhodey from the the previous time we saw him, that he was a squirrel. Um, What do you think about uh, Nick in this episode, Nate? Um, (laughs) I want to say first that this I probably enjoyed this episode the most I guess I think just because some stuff kind of happened if you don't think too hard about it (laughs) Um, but yeah I don't I I don't yeah I mean I think I said in the first episode like it feels like he's just being Sam Jackson like he's not being Nick Fury and yeah I don't think that's really changed um I did enjoy his scene with Rhodey a little bit more in this episode but again it did very much feel like like Don Cheadle and Sam Jackson just messing around with each other in a room like which is enjoyable to watch but not like I'm not buying into the marvel world through that lens um so i don't know i i i I still maintain i don't think it's bad i don't think it's definitely written by people not chat gpt it's not that bad um but it you know it it may have been like edited or reviewed by chat gpt or something you know like there's some there is something like missing there might have been a, a a final polish on the script by Chat GPT that took some elements out. I, I agree with the way you're characterizing this scene with uh, Don Cheadle and Sam Jackson. That if this were a behind the scenes release of oh this is an acting exercise where they improvised and then they shot a scene that was really well scripted where the two characters were indeed in character. Uh, that probably would have been a lot more fun. You know, if this was just like, oh, they're just messing around. And, you know, that scene that you saw in the show where uh, they, they seemed in character and everything made sense. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Rhodey getting drunk at work is, uh, it, well, it's a choice. Let's just say that uh, it's a choice by the, uh, the people behind the scenes. Uh, Eric. If you're uh, teaching screenwriting and uh, this is turned into you, are there any big notes that uh, you feel like you would focus on uh, straight away with episode four, Beloved? <laughs> Wait, was the episode called Beloved? Mm-hmm. I believe it was, yes. So something that tells me that we now know the first red line you would make on the script as it was presented. If on I say I did not beloved. it. Uh, it, it, it <laughs> oh, yeah, but I wouldn't do that to my students. I'm like, you know, I, I, cruelty tends not to be a great way to teach, um, despite what my... Agree to disagree, but I'll, uh, I'll hear you out. Anyway. Me. Uh, you know, it's... You know, what it seems to keep happening, it, it feels like the captain keeps leaving the wheel on this. Uh, 
repeatedly, like you were saying, like it felt more, you were saying felt more like Samuel L. Jackson than Nick Fury at times. I agree. Um, He was, it was like a bunch of Nicks. There was a Nick Fury sense that sometimes he felt like Nick Cave, sometimes like Nick Cage. Like, I don't understand what the through line is here because it's like, sometimes he's really like, if he was playing like that guy who's like sitting there wheezing on a bench like play that through. I mean, that was one thing about, sorry to jump over to a different franchise, but one thing I really enjoyed actually about the new Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones was like, we don't lose sight of the fact that Indiana Jones is old and that he's lost a step. Like the stunts, the action, all were sort of tailor made for something that reasonably an old man of his brilliant talents could pull off. And I think they seem to keep forgetting that. Like, the shootout scene was pretty great, but like, where was the sort of Nick Fury from an episode or two ago? And I know you could say, well, he's kind of getting his sea legs back, but really it feels like, and this is my biggest issue on the storytelling, it just feels like scene to scene, I'm not seeing how they're emotionally connecting. I, I'm, it's hard to find arcs and through lines. And that's not necessarily something as an audience member I look for. I mean, I, I don't watch show, even with doing this this wonderful podcast it's not, it's not something I, I i don't watch a show with a red pen but it it does feel like there was and in fact why i think it was so short it feels like there was really missing scenes like there's a moment where you know he's with uh fake uh fake roads and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like he's in the car and and they're already there and it just felt like it seemed like there's a fair amount of connective tissue missing in this and I've seen half-hour shows do supersized episodes. You know, Ted Lasso this last season, almost every episode was close to an hour. But going for an hour-long show to turn in something this short, to me, smells like something was uh, rotten in the state of post, post-production. post feels like something really went wrong in post, or they were really right. unhappy with what they got, more to the point, more likely. Something- Something's rotten in the province of uh, Quebec where they have post-production tax credits. Very generous. Yes, I see what you're saying. And uh, let's also keep in mind that Nick Fury is not getting his sea legs back. He's getting his space legs back. But I do know what you're saying. And we are trying to sort of This is why it's called the Black Cast. I I mean, well, first of all, it's not. (laughs) This is Marvel Movie Talk. That was canceled. Marvel Movie Talk at Geekscape. Sorry. Sorry, Jonathan. (laughs) Keep the branding straight. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, but that's why that show's called. Um, we, I think, I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with both Nate and Michael. Uh, the second half of this episode I thought was some of the best part of the show that we've gotten thus far. And I thought the first half of this episode was, uh, I I mean, like watching paint dry while it reads poetry to you, you know? Um, I mean, we start off and we're like, uh, oh, remember Gaia? Did you think she was dead for the last week? No, none of us did. Oh. We're going to show you anyway why she's not dead. All right. So she's kind of super scrully, but also she gets in a fight with her dad. And by the way, uh, hashtag team Gaia on that one, because uh, his plan of like, well, we're going to go save the world. And then we'll go talk to the president and say, hey, did you know that we saved the world? How about you give us something? I mean, he's lived on this planet for, what, 25 years now. I, I think he should know that uh, that's that's not how the United States of America works. Or, by the way, 
any government, but that's the place where he seems to have lived for the most part is, uh, you know, so yeah, it made sense that she walked away from, from, from that standpoint, but, uh, Boy, it would have been useful to have uh, more than two guys take on a scroll army as they try to assassinate the president. Um, I agree with Eric that you feel like something's missing. And I don't know that it's something that they shot that they didn't use. I think it's just more that they were like, nah, we'll just we'll just get right to it. You know, uh, let's let's uh, let's trim three days of filming uh, off of the, the schedule for the, the day out of days for uh, episode four. We'll just go ahead and take that right off. Um, but I think that uh, it is very disjointed because there are times that I, I I'm enjoying what's happening in the show. Like Nate says, I never, I never hate it. I definitely get bored at times. I, uh, I because I do this show, I don't reach for my phone while I'm uh, doing it for anything other than to take notes. But uh, there's times where I'm like, what's going on on threads right now. I've only had it for a few days is, has it imploded like Twitter yet? You know, just the mind can wander some with uh, with this show. Uh, but I do find that there are things about it that I like. But I tell you, the first half of the episode, I was like, all right, I'm convinced that I don't think I actually like this show very much. And then by the time it ended, I'm like, okay, well, they, they picked it up and did something at least. Um, Eric, you look like you wanted to say something. You look like you, you, look like you touched the buzzer. It's like you were ready to answer uh, Final Jeopardy. Yeah. There's only been four episodes. Three of them ended the exact same way with someone seemingly dying. Yeah, like th- that alone should tell you there's there's problems here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, this is where you need like a showrunner who's got a really good vision for like not just an episode or or a scene. By the way, that that, that set piece at the end, finally we got you know some legitimate action for the first time in a probably since that first episode. But it just you know they. There doesn't seem to be a real sense of overall scope of this thing. And for something called an invasion, it, it feels like one of the, almost like, a you know, the, the budget <laughs> is really showing here. I mean, that, that set people were great, but I'm not feeling much of an invasion. The president, it, it doesn't feel like a president with all due peace and love to uh, the fact that Dylan McDermott um, or Dermot Mulroney or Mulroney Dermot, whichever one this guy is, you know, who's, who's fine, but it never, it feels like, like the president in one of those like 80s sex comedies where like the president's coming to visit the college. Um, and uh, the you mean, you mean, or, or is it more like uh, Machete, where the president is truly? <laughs> Does it feel more like that? Uh, but oh, she has an entourage. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, I, I think that the set piece was good, but it was another instance where even that, I'm like, oh, that's the entire presidential motorcade. Okay. That's the entire Skrull strike squad, okay? And the representation of S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, two guys in a Jeep. Yeah, there's two guys in a Jeep. Two great actors. Land Rover. You're right, you're right, it's a Land Rover. My apologies. I think it was a key. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore, right? Like, that's yeah. their excuse for that. That There's an excuse for that. There's no excuse for being able to approach a president's caravan by helicopter, which is a very stealthy approach. Yeah, and, and, so, and they have well, they let me have just, let me mobile just surface. For, to, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nate. No, I, I, they I, have surface-to-air missiles in a truck. It's part of their caravan, but somehow they don't have the capability to see helicopters coming. And, and by the way, there's a great way to explain that away. 
Rhodey like switches something off and you just show us that. And, uh, you know, instead of him, just, I did like the shot that he just sits there and lets all the, the mayhem happen around him. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was kind of a moment that I'm like, yeah, I think that's, that's the right move. There's no reason to uh, engage here. You can't uh, blow your cover and uh, just stay safe. But yeah, I, I agree that uh, boy, was it easy. And uh, if you've got uh, high level negotiations in Russia, uh, I, I mean, I feel like when the president goes to Las Vegas, he travels with more than what we saw in this episode, you know? Uh, Hunter Biden travels with more. Dude, in uh, Delaware, Biden had more people than this. And that, that was before he was president. So he was running. So you're saying uh, if, if he's uh, going to go stroll the boardwalk in Rehoboth, uh, he's got a bigger detail than uh, President McDermott had uh in in uh in russia um yeah i agree i think that uh also i mean roadie's sitting in a car with i, I mean i guess assuming those are other scrolls but he uses the uh, code name for the president he's like yes yeah, citadels and yeah. vehicle two or whatever i'm like all right i mean maybe you need a different code with the scrolls to be like the package is waiting in building I think the name should have been mcdermott I think that would have been the ultimate. Uh, and uh, Craig Robinson with the question, what is this, an invasion for all cats? Ants? Thank you. Uh, anytime that Craig uh, stays up late with us uh, across the pond, it's always greatly appreciated. Um, I, I, let's uh, circle back. Uh, Michael, I want to try to see if we can wring any positivity out of you this week. Was there anything you liked in this episode? The, you have to concede that the pacing is very different. Uh, well, it's a, it's a what a thirty-three minute episode. So basically, minutes one through fifteen versus minutes sixteen through thirty-three, it definitely moved a little faster. I would say if you're a big Fantastic Four fan, the whole Super Scroll idea is probably exciting. Um, I guess Gravik is like Groot now or something i did like the Groot arms i don't know how that's gonna work out and how they're gonna find a way to get rid of him if that's the case um i mean just just wait for him to turn into a bunch of little lights right isn't that how you kill a Groot? you, you let them kill themselves uh yeah but i mean the thing that works in uh, fury's favor is that he's up against an enemy who budget for special effects allows him to use his power like one time an episode so once he does it you know you can just swoop in and and shoot him uh i did like the the kill shot to the brain and then he's like oh yeah by the way i'm super scroll you know which i feel like that would have been the dialogue in a certain era of marvel comics (laughs) in the late 90s he's like nice shot too bad i'm super scroll next issue you know uh, I also would say that this is probably not going to stay through, but I kind of like they got rid of Talos. I've not been a fan, not been oh, he's invested. Not like, he's, he's just as gone as Amelia Clark was. As, as yeah, Amelia. which, you know, is always my main problem with all of these properties it's like the stakes are so high but they're really actually very low we (laughs) always know they're gonna bring whatever they want back whatever they need back like eric was saying three of these four episodes someone dies at the end 
But do they? It's just... Well, and then it... keep in mind in the other one, a character is told to kill another character. And here's the gun you're going to use. So uh, let me bring in this comment from Daniel Drew. Uh, when I watched the real rejects reaction, hey, what are you, you two timing us? But that's all right. We're glad you're here, as always, Daniel. Uh, it was suggested that the president won't survive this since Thunderbolt Ross will be president in the Captain America movie. I mean, there's still elections, uh, even in the MCU, and we don't know how many years after that. Or he's the vice is. president. Or, oh, oh, you think that Thunderbolt Ross might be the vice president? Yeah, that worked Maybe. for that worked for Jack Ryan at one point, you know. Right. So yeah, all right. Uh, I thought it was a it was a it was an interesting uh, comment there, but uh, I, I don't know. I think that I, I, I'm hoping that you cast a, a you know a well, I was going to say a, a name actor, but he's an actor that's recognizable, and you narrow down his name to two, whether it's Dermot Mulroney or Dylan McDermott, whichever one it is, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know this guy. I just forget which one of them he is. Um, but I, I don't know. I felt like, again, the scope so often on the show is, is just uh, so small. And uh, uh, yeah, I think that the four of us might be able to do a better job of protecting an asset like the president of the United States and Russia than uh, than. Uh, but again, Rody's, you know, Rody's working against everybody. Maybe he's like, nah, bring Bring the small, bring the small uh, nuclear football. You know, just but bring like, stuff. it wouldn't have been hard to add a few minutes of scenes of like their inner cell within secret security, like with like activating and like disabling things to like allow for all of this to happen, and it would have added to the scope of this idea of the invasion of like another episode. We're revealing more people that have already kind of been taken over. Um, but instead, we just got yes. They and then Kravik attacks the president on his way to meet with Russia. It's very like bullet point storytelling. Yes, and and it, it makes for cool set pieces. But yeah, I think Eric really like. I, I think I didn't understand what was missing, and that's that emotional connection between the scenes, let alone the episodes, is like very disjointed and i think that's like like you keep talking about the beginning of the episode i just don't care about fury's wife like at all also i have a question is that technically blackface if you're like a scroll and you assume the identity of a black person and then like especially to seduce a black man like Nate, I've learned one thing. In, 2020, in 2023, I don't even have an opinion on that question. I, like <laughs> I know it, not to a, Yeah, I was just more asking it to. Man. Let me talk about but it. It was I like a, it's like a philosophical, so, you know, there is no answer. Yeah. Just no, think no, no, about no. it. She, kind of thing. She, uh, that it's an instance of, of not just appropriating her identity, but it's also cultural appropriation. And uh, yeah, I think that... Uh, well, wow, there is a, and then there's, we already know there's another scroll, the one pretending to be Rhodey, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, she did ask him, she's like, you know, would you have loved me for me or whatever? And he's yeah. like, I don't know. We're not, we're like, never yeah, gonna know. <laughs> Probably the best answer is, I guess we'll never know. Cause yeah. really he's like, hell no. Yeah, <laughs> you know those paintings in the background. You know those were hers. Those weren't his. Uh, Daniel Drew on this uh, topic. I wasn't sure if Fury would actually kill his wife or not. I was expecting he was going to, but 
but I'm fine with what happened. It was a nice scene. The key to what you just said, Daniel, it was a nice scene. It actually doesn't suit the story. It was like a nice character moment that they both shot the wall behind each other. Uh, but Although it took I me think, a second to see yeah. that. If I watched it, it like I kept going back because it, it, a lot of the statues already had holes in them. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so it was like, wait, where's the hole? And then on her side, you could see it more cleanly. But um, yeah. Is that no, what I, you call no, people's mouths? The hole? <laughs> yeah. Mouth one of the things. Well, it's it, one it of the really doesn't. Call, but... It really doesn't suit the like espionage theme that they're supposedly trying to go for. Like, yes, it, it makes the, it much sadder. But like when your secret agent wife, who actually was like that whole thing of her picking someone specifically that would appeal to him, and like all of that, like means like nothing now. Like all of like. All, the whole thing of this like espionage genre, right. Is like, you don't know who these characters are and it's the sudden like, Oh no, their, their motivations have suddenly changed. And instead of them following through on that, on this character and making this character who kind of comes out of like his wife character would have meant so much more if it was like, damn Gravik and his like agent, you know, re- rebel unit turned my wife and I had to like put my wife down cause she was going to kill me she had turned right like that's dark that's grim that's something nick has to then live with and and then that small character that we see for a little bit of time at least has some type of lasting impact whereas now it's just like all right cool he just went to go see his wife and then now she decided not to kill him and he decided not to kill her so now they're just she's gonna be on the run or something or is she gonna get a spin-off marvel show is that what's coming now like <laughs> it just doesn't i just like a character that i already really didn't care about and uh, the ending really just made it more so like, cool, like it, this character literally doesn't matter. Right, exactly. They, they didn't make us care about her. I think it's a tremendous character moment for the Fury that we keep telling, you know, doesn't, doesn't have his space legs, you know, isn't the old Fury. Well, he did gun down his wife when she found out that the, when he found out she had a gun to try to kill him. What were you going to say, Eric? Well, I also think they keep missing out on the heel turns. Again, sorry for going back to a wrestling comment, but they did. So thus it feels like we should too, uh, using their language now. Uh, But, you know, okay, heel turn, wrestling. Like you do it at a moment that's most dramatic. Hulk Hogan goes, saves Randy Savage from uh, the NWO, (laughs) and then he, uh, he turns on Savage, drops a leg, and then he's like, welcome to the new world order, brother. And we don't have that moment. I mean, imagine Don Cheadle as Iron Patriot or War Machine, wherever he is, whatever he's calling himself nowadays. And he's seemingly helping and all of a sudden he turns on the president. Like, that's a moment. Like, that's the Captain America saying Hail Hydra moment from the comics. And they're, they're, they're like missing out on even the things they already have in front of them. Like the idea that Rhodey is on the other team, that that should be a massive moment. We've seen Rhodey in so many films now, and and yet they it almost feels like those moments are so muted and almost like maybe too subtle or or just it has no impact. So I think they're just really missing out on the opportunities that are already there in the storytelling. And ones that wouldn't necessarily take that big of a budget to pull off either. 
But um, yeah, no, I, I I think they really blew it with how they showed Rhodes Rhodes is on the other team. I I think that was a man that that kind of frustrated me to no end because well, it, it's also the choice for what Fury does with his knowledge, which is all right. I'm just going to track him. Which if it had actually been Rhodey, you would, could have done the same thing, uh, and. I, I would like to have been told why it didn't make sense for Fury to kill the scroll pretending to be Rhodey. Uh, just just let me know why. And For the, uh, for the I, same reason that Fury never shot at Gravik until he had the until we knew that he had the extremist powers. Right. Yeah, because because <laughs> it makes too much sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, it, uh, you know, there definitely there 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 were explosions. There was a lot of shooting. Uh, there were even some instances of superpowers in this episode. And I am hoping that uh, the tempo at the end of episode four is maintained through episode five. And uh, Michael, don't worry. Two weeks from now, we'll, we'll be done. All right. And uh, I'm still optimistic. I want to see where the story goes. I want to know what it is. Uh, I, you know, really what I'm most curious about is where this show ends to lead into what's next. I assume it leads into Captain America New World Order, but there could also be another series in between now and then that, uh, you know, they haven't given us a release date on. I mean, what's going on with our the Marvels? Uh, yeah, the Marvels, I, 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 but I'm just wondering, is the threat in the Marvels squirrel related or is it something different, you know? So... Uh, but yes, I, I think that uh, well, Fury's in the trailer for the Mur- the Marvels, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at the very least, uh, they'll have to uh, figure out some way for that. Um, but I uh, what I always like to know where we think or hope things are going uh, for the next episode. I'll ask you first, Eric. Uh, where do you think we're going? And is there something that you're like, well, you know, what I'd really like to see in episode five, uh, other than you know. A guest appearance from an actual Marvel superhero, I suppose. But short of that, what else would yeah, you Yeah, that, that would be a first, but that, that would involve them opening up their, their wallets a bit more than they have been. Uh, I mean, I think in the end of it all, I just hope the landing makes sense emotionally because sure. it, it it set up a Nick Fury that it has not delivered on, unfortunately. And, and of course, Samuel Jackson can do this in his sleep in the couple scenes that he might have. I was going to um, say, sometimes <laughs> he has, yes. <laughs> But but I just hope they sort of do right by him in the end of this. Um, sure. And I, I remember last week I said something about it. I felt like his swan song, and one of you guys in chat corrected me. It's like, no, he's in the Marvel. Like, oh my god, you're right, he is in Marvel. So assuming that is connected from this, somehow he's got to get back up on um, sword. Uh, right, he needs to actually, um, you know, be back in the job. So it's going to have to sort of, I assume, put those pieces together. But really emotionally, we're, give us something satisfying for him so it does not just feel like a series of disjointed scenes, but at least give us the tip end of the arc, even if the middle of the arc didn't make much sense. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, the legacy of a lot of these you know, event streaming series are where does it end? You know, uh, I've, I've referenced Andor a few times as we've talked about this show. Uh, I don't think back much on 
just how slow the first three episodes were because it ended in a way that uh, there was some great storytelling and I wanted to see next. And they, they take a story that uh, that you don't know that you're going to be interested in and they make it interesting. Whereas this so far, they've taken a story that should be really interesting and made it, you know, mildly entertaining at times. And uh, every once uh, in a while, uh, we get something else. And uh, before uh, I ask uh, the rest of you, Daniel had a very specific uh, comment that he was saying that he hopes that the next two episodes will be at least 50 minutes long. I think one of them will be, but I don't think they both will be. But uh, Craig says, I uh, keep wondering how short they're going to be next when I open Disney+. Plus." Yeah, I mean, I look, I think... Since that first season of The Mandalorian, uh, where Disney Plus revealed to us that our dramas can sometimes be 32 minutes, uh, I I never mm. I never hope that's why I was surprised the first two episodes of this show were both like 50 52 minutes, you know. Uh, and I'm sorry. Did you do a bet on the fourth ep- on the fifth episode? Uh, oh, you want to set a money line? Again? All right. Uh, do you want to set the line at 35 minutes, or do you want to set it at 40? Well, no, I think it's an over-under. I think each of us makes yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, but I, I'm going to set the line, and then we each go over-under. So I'm going to say I'm going to set it at 40, and I'm going to say that episode five is under 40 minutes. I think it will be 41 minutes. All right. Could have just said over. The, the next right. one or the final one? The next one. I'm not talking about the final one. We'll do this again next week because, you know, now, now I like that there's wagering involved, unlike stupid human tricks. Yeah, I'll put a couple bucks in it. Yeah. What do you think, Michael? Uh, Pass. Okay, Nate, what do you think? <laughs> Always affirm, Michael. Always I will affirm. say under for the sake of variety. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, thank you. Uh, and then uh, where do you think we're going, Nate? And is there something that you're still hopeful that, like, oh, we might get this? Um, you know, it's it's not going to be the introduction of the Fantastic Four. But uh, what what's something that you're hopeful we might get? And uh, and where do you think we'll be a week from this moment talking about episode five? Um, I think it'd be really cool if Gaia kind of becomes the Super Scroll bad guy from the Fantastic Four comics and like ends up like. She ends up, like, stopping Gravik, but then somehow still, like, being upset with, like, Nick Fury and the heroes and Avengers and all that stuff for, like, not helping her. And so she becomes, like, her own kind of a villain thing. I think that would be really cool. So I hope they do that. Um, they probably won't. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope... I really enjoyed Talos, but I hope that he stays dead. Because some... Especially, like, if Maria Hill is for real dead... And then Gaia obviously is not dead. This death needs to be real. If this death is a fake out too, then I might have to move this show from the mid category to the bad category because, like, you can't just keep pulling the same card over and over again. Yeah. Um. And and I, some of the like tiny little bit of character development and like emotional connection that we have, I think it makes sense for Gaia's character for her to have to deal with like that last conversation she had with her dad went that way and trying to like reconcile that as she deals with him dying. Um, And on the flip side though, it would actually make for an interesting character development for him to live. And then Talos to have to deal with knowing that Nick Fury left him there to take the president. 
but I don't know. It's just I don't I really don't know what's going on with this show. I just I want it to to I want at least one superhero and? cameo. Yeah, well that too. I mean it's only it's only it's only uh it's six episodes, right? So Correct. we've got two more. Yeah. So it, you know, it's about as short as they can make it and still call it a show. Um so I I, I just I'm looking forward to it ending. Yeah, I guess. I didn't want to say that, but Yeah. But also I feel like uh whether Talos is actually dead or Fury's convinced he's dead there was no indication that he couldn't have uh, grabbed him and tossed him in the back seat. You know, uh, the president seemed to be secured, uh, but uh, I, I do agree. And Michael, I, I feel like you already said your expectations and what you're looking forward to. And it's just the end. And and Michael's really just here to, uh, after we have uh, story time with, uh, uh, with Count Eric, uh, Michael's really just here to talk about uh, the the big uh, publicity photo that made the rounds of the, uh, the MCU uh, this what? week. But I, I want to give you an opportunity to yeah. uh, have a final thought for this week's show. I do think what's probably going to be the most interesting is where Rhodey is and yes. what he does when he gets out of it, because that's obviously going to lead into Armor Wars. And... I think he's going to be real mad. Uh, not Terrence Howard mad, but pretty mad. Um, and I think that's probably going to be the most interesting thing out of this series is what this does to him. Yeah, I I, uh, I do want to know. Yeah, I mean, and he's probably just hooked up to one of those machines, you know, in graphics base. You know, I'm sure that... Uh, the value was probably a not killing Rhodey was just replacing him. But uh, yeah, I suppose uh, we will see, but uh, by popular request, Craig Robinson says no story pictures with the count this week. Oh no. It's uh, it's always the case. Now uh, you, uh, Mr. Connor, Mr. Connor uh, are going to have to uh, take us through uh, some of these. And uh, we'll start off with this uh, shot of The Undertaker. And it is a rem reminding uh, that uh, some of our audience is audio only. Uh, and uh, explain to us uh, some of this uh, Photoshop handiwork. Well, in the middle of, of this otherwise uh, less than fabulous episode, what, what I really bumped on was when he said he did a DDT from the top rope Undertaker level. So first of all, it means that Scroll's a wrestling fan. That Scroll also assumes Mrs. Fury is a wrestling fan, thus the reference. Sure. You had to know your audience in life, uh, and, <laughs> and 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 maybe the strangest of all, Undertaker's move, as we all know, is the Tombstone Pile Driver, not the DDT. That's Jake Roberts, obviously. So uh, yes, I added a Scroll head to uh, the Undertaker giving a. Uh, his patented tombstone pile driver to, I believe that is triple H's rear end. It's a little hard to tell in this photo. And by that, you mean you're absolutely able to tell, uh, you would, I uh, completely know that triple H's, uh, rear. Yeah. No, the, I'm the posterior. Yeah. Yes. The, the, uh, the rear H as it were. Uh, and, uh, a, a graphic that I of course much appreciated was that you took, uh, an image for the uh, the great sci-fi fantasy film Crawl, and added an S to it. 
Uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of this work here. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I will have to give a shout out uh, to a, a dear friend, Ross, who I, I, it was my idea to see Kroll in the theater instead of staying alive. And for 40 years, he has still held that against me. So <laughs> my sweet revenge. Uh, bottom right corner. Uh, it, it is, it, this is a pastiche, as you yes. fancy lads would that call is, it. That is the alien leader, John, from the NBC TV miniseries, V. And I know um, you, which, on podcast, interviewed right, uh, the guy who created that. Right so. over here on uh, Geekscape, actually, you can find the YouTube version. And it was also an episode on the main feed of the podcast feed. Uh, I did indeed talk to uh, <laughs> the wonderfully, the delightful Kenneth Johnson, Kenny Johnson, about V. And uh, I am going to do a follow-up with him where we talk about, uh, he also did the Incredible Hulk television series. So uh, uh, yes, we'll, we'll get to talk to him about that. So uh, you have some uh, 80s fun here in some of oh, your there's, images. There's so much going on. Uh, so yeah, when, when uh, Mendelssohn was in mid-alien form, I got serious V vibes. So that's- Yeah, where uh, it was yeah. half, yeah. Right, uh, I put some AI art in this from uh, the opening title sequence in the bottom left corner. And then, as as uh, as a love letter to Michael Shirley, in the I upper saw left, him. I, yeah. uh, I added Terrence Howard with his. Uh, I, 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 Terrence Howard discovered a new version of math, uh, and so this was a visualization of if if Terrence Howard stayed in the role, uh, what we might have seen in this episode. That's what we would have got. We would have gotten such some of that. Or recasting. How does that man look, even in the slightest? Like Don Cheadle. Okay, so uh, the, 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 the Michael Keaton Batman is the Val Kilmer Batman, is the George Clooney Batman. So recasting never has to make sense. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's not always uh, reboots and everything. And uh, I, I do <laughs> want to highlight uh, from the, the first Star Wars, uh, which, uh, you know, being in, on a platform like Geekscape, I will correctly identify as episode four of New Hope. Uh, the uh, Greedo shot first moment uh, at the cantina with Han Solo. I, of course, uh, you got, I assume you got vibes from that moment when the question was who shot first, Mr. or Mrs. Fury? Was that what you were trying to figure out? Yes, I, I, I was completely uh, befuddled with, with that moment. So I was like, yes, it, it was totally Han Solo, Greedo feel. And yet, in this case, they both shot first and they both purposely missed, which yes. uh, later on I realized, like, oh, okay, they they didn't realize the other was going to purposely miss. Did they purposely miss or did they just move their head? <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't know that we got so, that. In the, scene, it, right, in the special edition when all of a sudden Han was just like, you know, yeah. in, in the most unrealistic looking way. So, uh, and, no, I think that and, both persons, they thought the other person was going to kill them. And I they guess. have to be discovered, Gift of the Magi style, they both love each other dearly. <laughs> it really is a great Gift of the Magi. And, uh, oh, you uh, also, you did highlight the image that uh, I, I meant to bring this one uh, a full screen when I was talking about it. Rhodey's just sitting there, you know, he's thinking about, uh, I don't know, he's thinking about dinner because, you know, they're they're in Russia. So he's like, which, which color of borscht am I going to get tonight? Um, there's... There's so many choices, uh, so many places to, to think about. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, 
Did it, did I get all of this week's batch? Because I know about what you also sent over the weekend, and I'm going to dig that up. But did I? I, I got through everything from this week, right? Maybe he was drunk and he had the spins, so he was sitting in the car, <laughs> looking forward, you know, trying not to get car sick. I think. Uh, you know what? That, that actually, uh, quite that honestly, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, wish, I honestly wish he had kind of played that—that that he was just, like, yeah. you know, uh, that he did. Yeah, he did yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. He, did, he was like that character in, in Western shootouts of like the town drunk who like, you know, is guzzling the box, the bottle marked XXX. And then he looks around and he sees how crazy it is. And so then he just finishes it and passes out. Is that what you wanted, Eric? You wanted that? Or, or, or someone shoots the bottle. Oh. That, that, that'll often happen yeah. in those shootouts too. Uh, I, it seemed like you had a thought to finish before I, I show off some more of oh, your hand. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, – yeah, listen, I haven't been the president, but um, if I am and one of my secret service detail is drunk, I'm sending him away. Like that idea of like, oh, just, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going to get some coffee in him. It's like, no, no, that guy's, your life is on the line in his hands. You like, might want to send him home. Yeah. Yeah. Like that it was, was one such of a small like, detail what? anyway. Like, the most yeah, was... president ever. Well, he's like a... Isn't he like a secretary of something? He's like, uh, oh, that's true, right? Oh, right, right. He, yeah, yeah. secretary of defense or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, he has a little bit of a that's true. Rumsfeld, I think, was a yeah, knew how to tie one. You're saying that Rumsfeld usually showed up drunk at work? Uh, I'm not gonna gonna try to dispute that. Um, all right, so, uh, I think it was, uh, was it last week where we talked about a version of Cheers where everybody knows your name? And uh, Eric has now developed uh, the Skrulls version of the uh, brilliant 80s uh, sitcom Cheers. And uh, please tell me, on the upper left of this image, is that the banker from Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, he's going to be like my uh, Al Hirschfeld, who always put his daughter's name in every uh, cartoon. You're always going to put the banker in there. The banker's going to be in a lot of stuff. I think he's going to become my sort of thumbprint. I feel for our audio-only audience who doesn't get to see this uh, excellent job you did of putting that jaunty hat on the squirrel that is sitting there. Um, but you know, a, a, apart from that, uh, some, definitely some, uh, some flawless work there. This and one then, I'm uh, definitely proud of. I, you should be proud of this one. This was always a, a good image from the, uh, opening titles of, uh, Cheers. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, everybody's having a toast. Some are, uh, in, enjoying a, a big gulp, uh, I guess, or perhaps a Slurpee in honor of yesterday being 7-Eleven day. Uh, you know, at least that's, that's the way that I saw it. Uh, and, uh, of course, then you went to a bar fight uh, featuring characters from The Simpsons, yes. which was certainly I something. That I actually used a, a comic book version of the scrolls to keep it accurate. So, yes, yes well, uh, yeah. this, this was a, a fair amount of inspiration came from last week's episode that I apologize for the radio audience uh, that you, you can't see but, it. So I hope it's as beautiful in life as it is in your dreams. Who, who I think needs to apologize is uh, the other three members of your family who've left you home alone for like three weeks. And uh, you have so much time. I got COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did. Oh, yeah. You did get COVID. There's that, too. But either way, you know, of the time you, you spent in the house from COVID, like really how many hours were you going to be out of the house? You know, so. I think that two of them, I would have seen Indiana Jones. Yeah, you would have seen Indiana Jones like a week earlier. I think. Yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, well, Eric, thank you for always for uh, oh, no. your presentation to the class. And uh, we always enjoy uh, seeing your handiwork. But uh, the image that, uh, that uh, well, you know, nothing breaks the internet anymore, but uh, there was a lot of excitement. Uh, this was really uh, the last couple days. And we're using just this image. There are other images from the set that uh, I've seen that uh, some of them might spoil more about the upcoming Deadpool 3, but there is some excitement about an image of Ryan Reynolds in, well, at least we assume it's Ryan Reynolds in full Deadpool suit, but I guess it could it could be a stunt double. Uh, but more than anything else is, of course, getting to see our pal Logan uh, Wolverine in the, it's, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a comic book accurate, but it is a representation of the yellow striped Wolverine uniform. Uh, Michael, as, uh, as, as someone that I consider to be the Mr. Blackwell of Marvel Movie Talk, how do you feel they did with the representation of the, the, wolf, the initial Wolverine costume uh, here uh, in this image from Deadpool 3? I think it looks good. Like you have, to, I mean, you got to think about the fact that he's going to be standing right next to him. So he can't be wearing like spandex. Like it <laughs> looks like um, very complimentary to the style of Deadpool suit. It looks like they have the same tailor. They're on their same yeah. team. Uh, uh, Daniel, I, Daniel, I say, wonder if he'll wear the helmet or not. Uh, I think oh, yeah. bad, it's like he's going to jump out of a plane or something. So he'll yeah. have like an excuse to put the helmet on. Just, just that's a guess. And I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Michael? Oh, yeah, I think there's definitely a helmet. If anything, it might be attached or pop out of the back of that. It looks pretty thick. Uh, yeah, he. I, I don't feel like they would do this without some version of a face mask. But yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. I've heard lots more about this movie. And I don't know if I love that we saw this. It might have been more exciting to see in theaters. Yeah, I think my thought was internet. this the suit would have definitely been in a trailer when we finally got one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't think it's going to be the reveal. There's There's other things that people are saying they've seen in other images and there's like something from a set that I was like, Oh, okay. That, that looks like it could be something funny uh, that I, I wish I hadn't seen. Um, and uh, we, uh, I don't know. I think it's very cool to see uh, Nate. Let me ask you next. What do you think about uh, getting to see uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in, in a version of the classic yellow and black suit? I think it looks great. I mean, it looks much more like a comic book suit than anything else that we've seen him in. Um, thumb, thumbs up. Five stars. My, my concern about this movie is not the costume. It's that they are continuing to shoot this uh, during the writer strike. Yeah. Uh, which is something that they did with the uh, other movie that Deadpool was in that we didn't like that much. Um, oh, the, the uh, X-Men Origi Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have obviously a little bit more hope for this movie, but I have a little bit of a, a grain of concern. Um, right. Well, cause you're not, I, you're not supposed to be rewriting. No so if a problem comes up in the storytelling on the set, you're supposed to go like, well, I guess we have to leave it. And boy, when it came to X-Men origins, Wolverine, you could tell they left it. Anything that didn't work. They're like, sorry, we can't write it. Um, but 
Yeah, the only a lot more improv. hope I have in that respect, Nate, is that they've built into everyone's schedules, you know, a, a bunch of reshoots at some point. So they're like, all right, we already know we're going to have to fix stuff later. Let's let's not actually rewrite anything. Let's just film film what we need to 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 assemble all of this. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I, I was surprised that that was uh, the the yellow suit was a surprise, and I'm like, oh, I actually thought that they had stopped uh, filming this, but. Uh, I and to inform, I mean, I'm, I'm all for the writers getting what they're asking for, but it's kind of like eyes on your own paper, you know, hands, you know, pencils down, hands up. It's like if they need to rewrite a sentence, they're gonna, they're gonna do what they gotta do. Well, I mean that that's where it gets into like yeah, you like can improvise. Yeah, yeah, you can improvise a line, but you're not supposed to write. Yeah. It. yeah. And and you know I mean I, I it's not like Ryan Reynolds hasn't uh, commented on the the, the writer mm-hmm. strike aspect of it, so uh, but yeah because he's also uh, credited as a writer on all of these so uh, it is definitely a gray area and uh, we'll see what we find out but Eric let's focus on the suit I want to know uh, your thoughts uh, when you first saw this well it's the perfect time to bring that suit out of mothballs you know like when, <laughs> once it gets into Deadpool three territory. You can do whatever you want, and wait. And the, the right Electro's coming back in this. Is that well? That, that was the next thing I wanted to get to, which uh, Michael and I had an exchange uh, less than a week ago. Uh, there were reports, and William Walton brings it up in the chat. Uh, now that Jennifer Garner has been confirmed, I, I don't know how confirmed it is, but there has been a report. So let's say Jennifer Garner has been reported to be returning as Electra. What kind of film will Deadpool three be? Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel universe or Deadpool travels the multiverse. I mean, I, I, if, if you believe that the, at least an iteration of Fox's fantastic four team will also show up, it it might be Deadpool kills the Fox universe, whatever they want to call it, but that would possibly be the story. Um, Boy, I hope there's more to it than that, but uh, I, I think that's entirely possible and um, I want to, uh, you know, rain on the parade just a little bit because as much as I uh, enjoy the look of the uh, the yellow and black suit. Don't do it. I'm, as always, disappointed that we don't have the good Wolverine suit. Oh, okay. The tan, the tan and brown. Uh, because uh, all the best Wolverine stories happen when he has this suit. Uh, Agreed. You know, so, Hard agree. Uh, I thought you were going to be one of those weird sleeves guys that's like really unnaturally upset that his suit has sleeves. I don't know if you've seen this no, on Twitter. I, I, have I unfortunately seen that. stumbled into it and I wish that I didn't. <laughs> like, let well, the guy have sleeves, man. Like, that's the <laughs> next thing to come after threads, Nate, is sleeves. That's yeah. the, uh, the next social media is uh, sleeves. No, I'm okay with him not having uh, sleeves because. Where they get, they're going to put prosthetic hair on Hugh Jackman's arms so that he, he has appropriately hairy arms. No, I'm okay with that. Um, but uh, as uh, as our as our pal uh, Jordan Bloom, who's uh, trade paperback of uh, Minor Threats that he uh, co-created with uh, Patton Oswalt, is released today. Uh, I thought uh, I would mention that uh, he made the point before I got a chance to on social media that that's the, the biggest thing. To point out is that it's just it's too bad that it's not the best Wolverine suit, uh, the tan and gold. And uh, like Jordan, 
I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. Uh, there's not a lot I agree with John Byrne on, but uh, he hated the yellow and black suit. So uh, he he. Uh, How do you think still... of it as yellow and blue? I mean, it, it the way it was colored is that sometimes it's blue, but uh, other times it's black. So either way, the, I was the always golden... partial to the Weapon X uh, uniform, where he just has the little box over his parts, the little, the little diaper, yeah, and like <laughs> the, the visor yeah, and all yeah, the cables and stuff. He's seen that. He's got it. He's got a Tony Stark chastity belt, and yes, we did indeed see that. In oh uh, yeah, we did. That was one of the X Men movies, right? Uh, where he pops out. Uh, right. That's uh, what's going to save the MCU: loincloths. <laughs> oh yeah, but if only. Uh, Daniel Drew with a great question: Which company would have run sleeves? I mean, it's Zuckerberg at this point. All right. I mean, you know, uh, Elon's just getting bored with everything else. I think. Uh, a comment from Daniel that uh, Deadpool's a brighter red. I love it. People have been complaining about it. People will complain about anything. You give them a cool photo of this. And what I did appreciate is that the one that Hugh Jackman first posted in his Instagram stories was a little blurry. So they're like, all right, well, here's, here's a high res picture of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I would like to have as many surprises as possible for Deadpool three, but I think it, it's not a bad choice to share this with us, uh, especially when uh, you know there's not as much to be excited about uh, in terms of uh, you know we're, we're done with MCU movies until uh, November when we get the Marvels. So uh, I think it was a good time to put that in there. Anyway, that uh, yeah, Daniel does also make the point, final point uh, that the the other images were leaked, so they had to get this photo out there first. Yeah, so was, uh, let's focus on this, and uh, yeah, so uh, we. Uh, this show and its many iterations has a, a long history of not sharing uh, set leaks, but uh, publicity photos that are released, uh, I think, are fair game. And uh, I feel like most people, you can't really look away. I understand people still try to not watch some of the trailers, but I, I feel like you can't, you can't not see that at this point. If, if, if it came up in your timeline to watch this show... Somewhere in there was this picture. There's going to anyway, be a poster with Hugh Jackman on it in the suit of some yes, variation. That's right. So unless your eyes are closed as you walk into the theater, uh, you're going to see that, uh, oh, okay, he's got the suit on. But who knows? Maybe the big reveal is the brown suit a little bit later. Uh, but uh, that is our time for now. Uh, we've gone uh, 25 minutes over the running time of this episode of Secret <laughs> Invasion. But to be fair... We did have a lot of, we had a slideshow to share uh, with our audience. Uh, Eric's handiwork and also uh, some of the, uh, the Deadpool 3 imagery. But uh, we will be back next Thursday, the 19th of July for episode five of Secret Invasion. Please find us right here on Geekscape or subscribe to the audio version of the podcast and then it'll just magically show up uh, on your favorite podcast app as, as soon as it's available. But uh, until then, if you'd like to continue the conversation uh, about whether Secret Invasion belongs on the mid list of Marvel content or the uh, list of Marvel content, uh, Nate, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Dog Like Nate with two Gs, uh, Twitter, Instagram, threads also too, yeah. I guess now. <laughs> That's right. This is the first time where we all have to let people know that we can also be found on threads. Uh, and uh, Eric, I hope you're over there on threads. All the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, I, I haven't posted anything yet, but I'm still count Eric Connor with two N's and an ER. 
over at Instagram and uh, Twitter and threads and soon to be sleeves as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And uh, comment at Eric if you want him to share his uh, his Photoshop work uh, over on social media, uh, especially for our audio only <laughs> listeners. If you want to see it, because, uh, you know, I could post it. But uh, well, uh, dude, you're always welcome. Listen, you know, my my for the world. Yeah, you know, I, I I know I could make a tremendous amount of money off my photoshopping. So, uh, but I don't think you would eat into my profit margin. So well, don't worry about it. Share away. I'm gonna I'm gonna start selling T-shirts with all of those uh, cheers. Low res uh, Photoshop. Yeah. And Michael Shirley, where can you be found? Well, I've got my own little art project going. Some of you might have seen it. Uh, you can yeah. find uh, my illustrations of celebrity news and fake news uh, at Artificially Intelligent News on Instagram. And you can find me at I Hate Michael Shirley on Instagram and threads, and which I'm really not having high hopes for uh and as eric is very much anticipating michael x surely on twitter yeah exactly uh and uh in the chat uh daniel drew gives us some late breaking news that uh, ms marvel got three emmy nominations it Emmys. it's um hollywood it's Foreign some press. other award thing uh, all right, some other award, but, but it did uh, a lot. No, it's true. All right, it's and Andor uh, got nine. So it's an Obi Wan, uh, which sort of. All right. Well, look, there's a lot of uh, look. Yeah, you know, when when all the content that is being put out is uh, is IP from uh, nerd content, eventually something's got to get nominated. So uh, let's uh, let's celebrate that, and we'll see how it goes if any of these awards uh, ceremonies are able to happen. But. Uh, that is all the time we have for now. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And uh, as of uh, this Friday, you'll be able to find me appearing as a guest on a podcast called Shitty Song of the Week, where I presented the Fallout Boy sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire. Uh, this show apparently is usually only uh, 30 minutes. Well, you bring me on as a guest, uh, it's about 92 minutes. Uh, but also... The Fallout Boy, We Didn't Start the Fire is uh, possibly, and remember how old I am, possibly the worst song of my lifetime. Oh, we can okay. that. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's... it goes up against the Danny Aiello uh, answer track to Madonna, and that's a bad song. But this is on such a grandiose scope uh, that I, I feel like. Have you, heard the, have you heard the Colleen Ballinger apology? Yes, it's pretty it's bad the, song. It's one of, the, one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, we know which toxic train Nate is uh, buying a ticket on. All right. Uh, the uh, the Miranda Sings train, yes. But uh, you can find that. You can find the Black Cast. Actually, we will be uh, going live for our live audience. Uh, let's see, what time is it right now? Oh, in like 20 minutes, you can uh, find us. Uh, over on the Blackcast YouTube channel, or you can always just subscribe to the other version. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Thanks to everyone. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, we'll see you next time. And as the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.